Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Greetings and salutations, everybody. Welcome in today for the 45th episode of the Pod Wants Podcast. I am your host, Char Char J, joined by my co-host, Luke. It's 46. Oh, it is 45. It's, Never mind. I was going to say 46. See, not even you remember. See, I am. I, it's the week before celebration. Give me, give me some slack. Okay. See, and that's the thing. It says on the note that it's 46, but I remember that it's 45. So you are an uncultured Podwans host. Okay. Wow. Right, wow. 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 Me, okay? Already, already taking shots at me. And you're already lagging, so... Yeah, I know. <laughs> Anyways, so today we'll be covering Season 4, Episodes 19 and 20 of The Clone Wars. This is Episode 19, Massacre, and Episode 20, Bounty. This is the Asajj Ventress arc, and I'm excited to cover it today. How about you, Luke? Yeah, let's get into it. Yep. He never would have made it as Obi-Wan's battle. But he might make it as mine. And we're back. So today, our th- we have three guests today. We have one returner and three rookies of the Pod Ones podcast. So, Luke, are you ready for me to introduce them to the show? Yeah, absolutely. I'm stoked. Okay. It's going to be awesome. So our first guest today is returning for another episode of the Pod Ones podcast. As I said, this is our returner. Usually, I do the returners first and then the, the rookies second. She has been on episodes 28 Sphere of Influence, Episode 31, Evil Plans, and Episode 34, the Savage Press arc. And, and she today will... she's turning to talk about Asajj Ventress with us. And she will also be on the next episode. Yeah, Dark she Ball. is. She's an artist, she's a writer, and she's a cosplayer. Let's reintroduce Liv at Kyber Crystal Designs. Hi! Hey, Liv. Thanks for coming on again to talk about some Asajj Ventress. Because we both know I'm Obi-Wan and you're Ventress. Yep. (laughs) We just couldn't miss that opportunity to have you back on. But how you been? Red's not your color. Yeah, red (laughs) is not my color. Red is not my color. I've been good. And I'm hoping to cosplay her again soon. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Char? Next. And our second guest is a rookie to the Pop Ones podcast. She is known on TikTok as the COVID Matt Murdoch, and she is another fellow Star Wars fan. Let's bring in Hannah at Handchair. Hey. How's it How going? Doing? It's going pretty good. How, how does it feel to be called a rookie? On, um, on, this is it actually, and, and let, me just, let me just preface this. This is her first ever podcast. So let's all really? give her a round of a, let's all give her a round of applause. Another very rookie. Nice. Very this nice. This is her first Thank you. podcast. Thank you. <laughs> so I, I feel honored that we are her first podcast, which is funny because Liv's first podcast was also our podcast. So we just love getting great content creators and having uh, people that make good stuff uh, on to talk some Star Wars. So uh, we're, we're honored that you're here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Uh, and Liv, sorry. Uh, where can we find you on social media? Uh, I am at Kyber Crystal Designs on both TikTok and Instagram. And Hannah. 
I'm at Handchair on TikTok. Awesome. So All it right. is Handchair. I was debating other yeah. between I, if it was Handchair. I think I said it wrong. I think I think it's I that, said it wrong. That, it's that Lando and the Lando dilemma where it's like, is it Han or Han? But yeah. yes, I go I th- with Han because I'm Hannah. That so. makes sense. That makes sense. I think I said Han Han chair, and I and I sound so. It's not the first time I have screwed up a lot of guest names. Not even gonna lie, like Char you can know, attest to that. I've been called Hana before, so it wouldn't be the first time I'd be really Han chair either. Huh, that's interesting. Yeah, you'd be amazed how they could mess up Hannah. Han and Han just makes sense. <laughs> but glad to have you on. Yep. And our third and final guest today is another rookie to the Pod Ones podcast. She is another Star Wars fan and a content creator. Let's introduce Meg at Meg Skyrenobi. Hi. How is it going? We were supposed to have you on a couple of weeks ago. We I missed you. I which know, is, which is which is fine. It happens. I but... know that was. I felt so bad. I never do that. I've literally like, I don't think I've ever done anything like that in my life. So when I I like read the message and it was from like the day before, and I was like, wait a minute, that's today. Like that's not. And then I was like, no, oh my god, I did not do that. And immediately I was like, I'm a no. crier. So I was like it... crying. I'm like, I'm such an awful person. That happens. That no. happens. No, it, hey, it wouldn't. Where, it wouldn't where be uh forget when they come on and it's like they schedule their appearance like four to five months in advance yeah, yeah. and i put it in my issue. calendar it wrong initially it so, it's like yeah. you you, you want a certain arc and you plan very long yeah ahead. i love c2 and, and r2d2 i was so sad i was like i love yeah. them i prepared for this and that's oh, the yeah. thing when you plan on covering an arc of that long in time in advance you have no idea what your schedule is going to look like so i mean yep. it makes sense but i mean it is what here it now is. No, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And where can the good people follow you on social media? Um, Meg Sky Renobi on um TikTok. Yeah, yep, yep. Heck yeah. Uh, so we always start with a icebreaker question. So I thought of this because I had, I thought about it. I was talking to Nada Kyber or Alanis. Uh, if you guys don't follow her, go follow her. She's great. She's a great content creator. And I was like laying in bed for some reason watching youtube i was like okay i'm in the mood to listen to some some lincoln park and i was like how can i make this into, making this into a tiktok now so the question is uh hold on let me get to the question because i've got like multiple <laughs> things up now okay so what is a band or a song that you associate with a star Wars character anybody can go Or is it the original Dancing Queen? Because both of them slap. I think the original one slaps more okay. than the Mamma Mia uh, one. But, I mean, that's just my opinion. I love okay. Mamma Mia, but right. I think that one in particular, I think the original okay. is better. All right. Okay. Um, Liv said earlier before we started the episode that she had a, she had to go back to middle school days. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited to see scary, that. man. Um, okay. I came up with way too many, but... I, th- I think, okay. Tequila by the Champs gives Seth Pondo vibes. <laughs> I will keep him in his ship just, just vibing. Wait, you say tequila! Pondo yeah. and Naka likes tequila! Oh, God. That's, oh that's, too, that's too good. Bro. I smell How profit long? and yeah, yeah. tequila. 
How long were you thinking of that? How long did that take you? Way too long. (laughs) At first sight. Yep, that's it. That's That's amazing. That's great. Uh, Meg? Um, I'm going to go either Black Sabbath or Metallica for Darth Vader. Ah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, Char? I'd say Green Day and Kylo Ren. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna. I'm very gonna teenage go... angst. Yes, <laughs> very much so. American idiot, totally on par like with. I, I, I can. I can hear after Luke uh, disappears on crates, and then as he's walking through Boulevard the bunker on on crates, all you hear is Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. And I right when that. it says, I walk alone, the dice disappears in his hand. <laughs> oh, Jesus, that is rough. Uh, <laughs> poor guy. So um, I have two from the same band. Uh, in the End by Linkin Park and Numb by Linkin Park. Specifically Anakin Skywalker in the process of him turning into Darth Vader. Because if you listen to the lyrics, like, especially if in the end, because it's like, and numb because it's like in in a couple of sentences in one of the lines it's like uh you have all these expectations and i always think that anakin was trying to leave up, live up to those high expectations of being the chosen one and it just never worked out well, so Luna, i always i was thinking maybe it was gonna be a joke like if you said numb no. at lincoln park with nine numb but no 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 but, no, I, mean... I i i thought of this because it's a very ser- i like to think very deeply into like what because some songs will remind you of like a Star Wars character like that oh, yeah. those two songs specifically because of all of like the really I mean it's depressing yes am I a depressing person maybe but oh, like baby, do, I, do I like I, wild world. The, <laughs> I, I don't know because and it's also because Anakin is my favorite character and like I I I seem to put a lot of songs with him because it like it makes sense with his character arc. So I always thought that it was, a, it was an interesting question. So mm-hmm. and by the way, Luke, on Spotify in 2018, "Numb" by Linkin Park was my number one song. Nice. And oddly I mean, enough, pop. the second was "Enter Lord Vader." Oh, God, nice. So I nice. mean, hey, I so, guess it fits well. On the right. Uh, let's go to the chat real quick before we start the episode. Uh, Alanis, or not a Kyber. Yeah, Char does go for the threat sometimes. Uh, OB Sean Kenobi, thank you. Hello there, General Kenobi. That's my line. You can't be hello there for me. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Nick Down, thank you for showing up. We appreciate it. So glad to have Hannah and Meg and obviously Liv. We can't forget about our, our vet. Um, and then Ven, what's going on, Ven? Thanks for popping in. We appreciate it. Um, uh, anybody in the chat, let me know what song answer that question as well. Cause I'm very, I'm very interested to see what you guys all come up with, but Char, uh, let's get into the episode. All right. The plot summary for episode 19, season four massacre. Sinister forces on the move. Asajj Ventress has suffered a humiliating betrayal at the hands of her own assassin, Savage Opress. Having gone into hiding, she has she now has no choice but to seek sanctuary with the Night Sisters on Dathomir. Awesome, awesome. That was fast. That was quick. That's the that quickest like, that you've ever done it. And I'm, 
And honestly, I w- okay. So then, last one you have to do Gilbert Goffrey. <laughs> we got two looks here. Come so on. Now, so now it's a reoccurring thing. It's a reoccurring thing for okay. people that have never heard it. You know that Come could have on. been a, that could have been a good opportunity. It was literally three sentences. Well, that now you got to do the other one. Now I've been reading plot summaries for like five months. It's it's great. Well, <laughs> and it's well, never that short. Well, think about this. You don't have to do any plot summaries for Rebels. It's true. So just getting in it now. It, but the, the, when the time comes when we have to cover Bad Batch, I have to do one at the very <laughs> beginning, the first episode, because there is one. <laughs> so a little context. Yeah, so Ben, so so when we introduced Char reading Gilbert Godfrey's voice as like the plot summary, oh, I remember. Ben that. was actually in the car. <laughs> Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. And he was like, I literally almost just ran into somebody because you were blasting Gilbert Godfrey in my ears. So um uh then we I will make sure uh it, it, yeah, and I agree, Alanis, give the people what, what what we want. Exactly. So next episode you get to do that. Uh question for everybody that can see me. Am I laggy? Chat, am I laggy? No, Luke, you've been you've been you've been pretty good so far, so you don't have to worry about that. Okay, we'll see how bad it. If it gets really laggy, let me know. If it gets All bad, right. I'll take the reins. Yeah, take the reins for a little bit. Uh, so first question. So Ventress, like Anakin, has never known the true. Uh, has never known true freedom. She has has had those above her dictate her direction. At this point in Ventress's life. How do you think that she is working towards finding her own path? And Luke, you kind of lagged a little bit there, but I'll. Uh, I think I think uh, they heard the question. Liv. Um. Okay. I think one of the only places we've seen her kind of welcomed into is with the Night Sisters, and we saw that with. Mm-hmm. Her, her previous arc with the Night Sisters. Um, so I think she's kind of in this episode seeking out her path through them, especially because like those are her people. So it makes sense to like go back to them. Um, so I think that's where she's trying to find herself. Yeah, I would. Yeah, agree. And I also think it's an appropriate place to go too. Like, yeah, yeah. Especially with with herself being a Night Sister. Yeah. yeah. Meg, At your this point, uh, you know, Dooku has betrayed her for, you know, the, the numerous times. And um, yeah, like Liv said, she goes back to Dathomir, which is her home planet. And, you know, I don't know how much of that she remembers um, because, you know, she was obviously stolen away or taken away by pirates or whoever it was and taken again. And then she, she became a Jedi and then, you know, all of that. So I think that, yeah, going back to her quote unquote roots was... Um, obviously important to her to go back there and, and see, you know, how she's going to yeah, and, go from there. And there's a scene um, in the next episode where it connects with, connects with her past and how yeah. she, um, 
yep. how she became what she is in the world. So, yeah. So I, like I also that. think that like this is one of the first times she's really making decisions for herself. Like this is her choice to come back to the Night Sisters, and it's not with anybody else's influence. And I think that's what really for me is like this is the first time she is choosing her own path. Mm-hmm. No, you're absolutely right because uh, it, like like Meg and, and Liv were saying, and and you put it so perfectly well done. So so great job, rookie. Give her another round of good. applause. Good, good job, rookie. That was good. Very um. Good. Anyway, uh, I I totally agree because it's like every single time we've seen Ventress, she's she's either had a master, or she's been she doesn't know which direction she's going, and this is where she finally understands. You know. Maybe this, like, not being with people is probably not for me, you know? Maybe I should go on my own. And I feel like the, the, what happens specifically in this arc with, with, with Grievous and Dooku and, 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 and really reminding Ventress that sh- this is what you were. And now we're coming to destroy you because you are a threat. And every single time we talk about Mother Talzin in particular, he is one of only two other women, maybe three other women, that Palpatine is actually afraid of. If you yeah. think about it, she has the power to take down Palpatine if she really wanted to. And that's why in the Night Sisters arc that Liv was on a couple of months ago, Dooku tries to get the Night Sisters and Mother Talzin to join yeah. the Separatist cause because, because Palpatine doesn't want to deal with that. Like no way! Like he's got to deal mm-hmm. with the Jedi. He's got to deal with 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 the Senate. Like one other headache is is it might blow him over. But um, I I just love the way that Mother Talzin is able to like push Ventress in in a different direction. Like we had this as a uh, trivia question, um, because the quote is, um, uh, like she has she what was it Char? In this episode, what did Asajj Ventress pledge Mother Talzin? Or what did Mother Talzin want Asajj Ventress to pledge herself to? Yeah. I think that was what the question was. Yeah, so. and it's and it's the Night Sisters or the sisterhood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's very like that seems to me to be her only comfort at this time because that's all yeah. she's that that she's known other things, but where she's finding true purpose is with her sisters, which is very, very powerful. Um so we'll move to the next question. Char, take the next question, just in case okay. I am... Yeah, I'll take the next question. So the second question for the first episode is, the element of magic in this episode is an interesting mix with the normal sci-fi of Star Wars, along with many horror elements, it felt like a change of genre. How did you react to the different feel of the episode? Do you think that it gave a better insight into the Ark and the Night Sisters? Yeah, I think it definitely does. Um, I think that it's important to have different feels for different arcs and different episodes to show. And I I just think it's interesting in general. But Mm -hmm. I think that it helps to kind of put the pieces together for the Night Sisters a little bit because, you know, we we don't see them entirely too much. We see them, you know, a good amount, but not a crazy amount. And if we go from this to, you know, then we fast forward to like Jedi Fallen Order where we go to Dathomir and we see you know, those night sisters, it's like, you know, we get mm-hmm. little Marin. Yeah. to kind of, yeah, to kind of puzzle, puzzle the pieces together. And yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Marin, like this is, 
like she if you play Fallen Order, this is the moment that she talks about. Yeah. In in the in the game. She talks about how they uh, Yeah, a four armed cyborg yes. r- r- raided their planet. Yeah. So that's I always find that interesting. But uh Hannah, your thoughts. Yeah, I thought it was a really interesting change. Um I wouldn't necessarily call it like a genre change almost because Star Wars, while like obviously I immediately think sci-fi, um, it definitely does have a lot of fantasy elements. And I think this episode just really leaned into those elements. Um, And I think it really lends to the fact of how powerful the Night Sisters are, how powerful Mother Talzin is, that we lean into these elements that kind of break the mold on what we usually think of with Star Wars. No, yeah, absolutely. And I honestly, I wouldn't... Here's the other interesting thing. Everybody wants to put Star Wars in in, in sci-fi. But in reality, it's all fantasy because there's not much science going on. Unlike, so like the true sci-fi genre is Star Trek. Star Trek is, 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 this is how I explain it to people that aren't as diehard as all of us might be and not understand like the genre. I say sci-fi is, is Star Trek. Like science fiction fantasy is Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Like the the fantasy part of it, I feel like it's more fantasy because you're dealing with the force, you're dealing with with other beings, other cultures, more or less just like on a spiritual on a spiritual uh, uh, spiritual like basis, you know. So I, it's gonna be, it, it's 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 great. Well, um, well, sometimes uh, <clears throat> science is a little bit explained in the in the story. Uh, I know you pointed out pig milk. Hey, pig milk, how you doing? Hey, he's going to be at you, celebration. A, a panel at celebration. Yeah, yeah, he's going to be on the podcast stage. Go check out Pink Milk. Uh, they are awesome. Uh, we love having him. Uh, we had M on uh, a couple of months ago. We still got to get Brian on for something. We'll figure it out. But yeah, always and what love I was it saying when he pops was, into the uh, chat. Sorry, Char, go ahead. Yeah, so what I was saying was, so sometimes the science aspect of Star Wars is explained every once in a while, like, because uh, some fans were like, What's the science behind this? It was the um, the elements of the bombs in the Last Jedi, and of course they had to explain it in a, uh, the the reference book where it's like the red lights on them signify that there's something magnetic going on them, and they're magnetically drawn to their targets. It's like it's like we didn't need to explain that. You just had to believe it. But I mean, hey, ha- sometimes it happens. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Liv, your thoughts. Um, I think the, you know, more like fantasy magical elements in this episode really make it stand out um, among the other episodes and really make the Night Sisters stand out and make them much more memorable. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, the more Night Sisters stuff that we get, I think it's the, it is more interesting, in my opinion, because they're, they're, they're a culture that isn't really um, – thought upon or it's 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 really They're not interesting. covered much yes they aren't covered much i mean you get you only get what three four episodes of mm-hmm. them and i mean you do get it you get quite a bit in those four episodes though yeah which is nice and then you get obviously you get jedi fallen order if you've played that game uh, that that gives you more context into into that and, and I hope Karen. in the new, in the sequel to Fallen Order, we get more Night Sister lore with uh, with Night Sister Marin. So see, I think she might become a Jedi. That would be Hot cool. Take. 
be cool. Yeah. Um, but Char, uh, I will go ahead and ask the next question. I'm being told that my stuff isn't too bad, so I'll try to take a shot at this one. Yeah, your um, FBI agent says it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ventress is a formidable opponent against Grievous. He eventually wins by having to rely on the droids to help him. What does this say about Ventress's strength and how she has grown from our first introduction to her? Which was in Brotherhood, technically. Great book. Yeah, yeah and guys I haven't I read it. it. I finished it yesterday morning. Yeah, and it's, yesterday it's morning. Fantastic. Uh, speaking of I can't read that fast. Oh, no, 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 oh. no, no, no. I need two like a lot of time ago. for my brain to process. Ago. So, so Meg, you should okay. So this is how I process, but like like Star Wars books. So I listen to the audiobook and read it at the same time. I know that I'm helped, gonna need to do that. That helps me so much because it. So if have have any of you listened to the Revenge of the Sith novelization? No. Uh. Uh-uh. Definitely, definitely should either should listen to it because the same uh, narrator for Brotherhood did the Revenge of the Sith novelization. So, and there's a lot of references to that book in this one. Nice. What's his Um, name again? uh, Jonathan Davies. Coming to Curiosity Stream, go on an adventure 66 million years in the making with Dino Week. From new discoveries about the dinosaurs we thought we knew, to the mind-blowing species still being unearthed, and the controversial discovery that could rewrite history, did dinosaurs survive longer than imagined? Dino Week on Curiosity Stream. And with monthly, annual, and bundled pricing plans, find the one that works for you at CuriosityStream.com. How long was Neil Armstrong actually on the moon? When did Europe start speaking English? Did Marco Polo really go to China? Curiosity Stream is the streaming service for all things history, plus science, wildlife, and more. What's the real story behind the Mona Lisa? We've got that. What caused the collapse of Rome? We know. Where did we find mankind's earliest ancestor? Come find out. For the holidays, get the gift of Curiosity with 25% off gift cards for your curious cohorts. It's holiday shopping season at curiositystream.com slash gift. Jonathan Davies? Okay, yeah. So, yeah, he, he does everything. I just got my cover of, uh, of, of Brotherhood from signed by Mike Chen, the, the author. So that's, that's, that's awesome. But nice. anyway, back to the, the question. Um, let's, go, let's go Hannah first. Yeah. Um, I think like this is one of those moments that we really see Ventress like come into her own in terms of like confidence. And like, this is one of those moments that she's able to do everything like completely on her own, um, her, her own skills. She doesn't need, um, anything else or like a master or anyone behind her to be able to win this battle. And I think that says a lot about how much she's grown from, the first times we've seen her when she's under everybody else's influence to mm-hmm. being able to overcome someone on her own. <laughs> no, yeah, especially Grievous. And I mean, yeah, let's be real. Grievous in the 2003 Tartakovsky Clone Wars is way more menacing than yeah. this Clone Wars. And I will I will go to the grave like saying that because and like it, the only reason why Grievous kills a bunch of Jedi is because he has overwhelming numbers. Yeah. Like, he's a great, he's a good duelist, 
but he he can take out Padawans and younglings and maybe a Jedi Knight once once or twice here and there. But he can never take out a Jedi Master. He can never take out Kit Fisto. Can never take out Obi Wan. Never. Like it's just it's so funny how we hype him up so much. And I don't know. I wish we would get a novel about him, to be honest. Yeah. So that we could learn more about his character and stuff like that. I'll dive deep when it's my time to answer the question. But I think Grievous is the most overrated Star Wars character ever. I, <laughs> That's in my opinion. It is. Fair enough. Yeah. Meg? Um, I think that it shows, you know, how much she's grown, obviously. And I think that... Um, I honestly think that she is po- quite possibly one of the strongest dark side force users. Sith. I mean, she's just, as she's grown, you know, it's, it's the things that she's gone through that have kind of made her stronger and made her, um, you know, stronger opponent against these people who are maybe a little stronger than her or maybe not stronger than her, but mm-hmm. obviously Grievous has a battle, you know, battle droids behind him and all kinds of stuff. And she still held her own for the most part. And, that shows strength and obviously everything she's been through, you know, it takes strength to get through that as well. So no, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Liv. One of you touched on this earlier. Um, but you know, the difference here is she's not fighting for a master anymore. She's fighting for herself and for her sisters. Um, and I think that, um, really makes her a lot stronger and it really, you know, as you all said, shows her development. No, yeah. Have you guys, have any of you read Dark Disciple? No, but I want to no. so bad now. You, after you, after watching this episode, I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to read it so bad. Well, but I'm reading can, like three Star Wars books right now. Which ones are you reading? <laughs> um, So I'm not, te- I guess I'm not technically reading them, but I like have them. Um, The Thrawn Legends, not... The uh, so the, um, I don't the, like the old ones, like the ones oh, the Air to the Empire. Yeah, I've got okay. those three, but I've never, I haven't touched Legends yet. So I've only, I've read like four or five canon books. So I don't want to even go into Legends really, but I, I want to read them so bad. But I'm trying to read also Kenobi Legends. So like, I'm like trying to dive into Legends, but I'm also like, oh, I don't know that I want to do that. Are you reading the, yet, the but... Kenobi book by John Jackson uh, Miller? Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm, uh, you're currently reading. I'm like a chapter like in, but it's it's so good. But I'm like, ugh, I don't. I want to try and finish it before Kenobi airs, but I don't know yeah. if that's gonna happen. Yeah, because I because I, I want to dive into those. I want to reread book. that book because it's like the potential of them bringing in an element from that Legends book. Since yeah. John Jackson Miller is still a current writer at Lucasfilm, it's very likely that they might bring something into that story. Oh yeah, yeah but d- nothing nothing too insane. That book kind of gets a little insane i've, a little I've bit, read yeah. some of the like excerpts and stuff like that about like things that he does in the book and like sad things and i'm like i don't know that i want to see that on film i don't know that i'm oh you're we'll, we'll talk about kenobi here in so a little bit said enough we're gonna we're gonna get some you you think marjay skywalker's sad quotes Ugh. of obi-wan every single day until the show comes out is bad get ready for the show oh my gosh yeah those break my heart i'm like no I'm like, scroll, like, scroll. I don't even listen to it. Nope, can't. Yeah, Beth is so great. I love, I love when she does that. Um, uh, now I just do. Are we next question or what did did I just? Well, I, I kind of wanted to dive in a little bit on this. No, yeah, go ahead, Char. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Ventures is insanely powerful. I just think that we overestimate how powerful Grievous is because Grievous is, is really not that much. If you're not intimidated by him, he's simply just a robot with four arms and lightsabers. Because the reason why he beats Padawans like Nadar Veb and 
all these other younger Jedi Knights or some Jedi Knights, but mainly Padawans, is because he's intimidating. He's a seven foot three cyborg yeah. that coughs and he's just he has four arms and he can spin his lightsabers really fast. That is all he can do. Yeah. Koth, Obi-Wan, Kit Fisto, Asajj Ventress, they all held their own against him. And but when the time came, he would just call reinforcements to back him up. And he runs every time. Yeah. And, well, I mean, every that's time. what it harkens back to what Mace Windu told Palpatine in episode three. Grievous will run and hide like he always does. He's yeah. a coward. He's a coward. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Yeah. Because when Eve Koth fought him, because Eve Koth, <laughs> Eve Koth <laughs> had him on the ground. And then his Magna Guard just started hitting hitting him with this with their staffs. And then when Asajj Ventress did that, he was fire on her. And it's like he he can never take anyone one on one. Unless yeah. it's a Padawan. Because it's so sad too, because how he how he defeats Nadar Veb Kit Fisto's Padawan, it's literally by a blaster. <laughs> it's not even by lightsaber. No, yeah. It's like, come on, man. But all right, so the next question. Speaking of Mother Towson, uh, Mother Towson proves to be an extremely powerful figure in this arc. She is one of the few people that Dooku and Palpatine are afraid of. Why do you think this is? What makes her so terrifying? I have good notes on this, I think. I Go ahead, notes. Meg. Go ahead, Meg. Hold on. Take the, take the floor. Uh, okay. Um, I think that Palpatine and Dooku are so scared of her because of the powers she possesses. I mean, the force is the force, but her powers are almost like voodoo like, like she can Mm -hmm. do things. Like, I don't know. I could be very wrong, but like in the force, you know, I feel like there's only so many things that you can do where you're, you know, you're present and you're doing something to somebody else that's in a, you know, a different area. Like obviously there's the force, you know, you can feel the force and things like that. Like, Oh, I sent something. But for Mother Talzin, it's like, you know, Dooku was in a completely different, separate area and she's, you know, controlling and using, you know, her powers to do all that and the powers that she has and the, you know, the army that she has is is crazy. And I think that, that those powers just, they obviously scare them. And um, yeah, bringing the dead back to fight for her is a little, uh, that's a little scary. So yeah, I'll I think that's imagine. a little bit maybe why. Yeah, just imagine that against uh, it, it, like if if the Jedi were smart, they would have been like Mother Talzin, you're the key. Yeah, need you. I think we all need an old Daka. Yeah, oh, she, she's, dude, she's that scary her own. Like just her voice alone is a little. Uh, uh, like, no thanks. What in the, the hell are you talking about, lady? Nose. It's like it's a very big nose, and it's like I will perform the magic for you. <laughs> I'm just like I'm just like okay. Typical so so but witch, here's you know. so but here's the other thing is mother so mother Talzin is the leader is the other old lady what's her name again Char old Daka old Daka do we think that she was where mother Talzin was at one point maybe but she's literally stuck behind a wall <laughs> as, as funny oh, as I as right? I say it she, she is. can use she can use the same type of ability to get out of that room it's not like she's stuck there yeah but she didn't get out of the room at all <laughs> well it's because she was doing the witchcraft come on now well, like, when, when Talzin came in there she was just sitting there she was yeah. like hmm. well i mean i do i need to resurrect anyone <laughs> yeah uh, it's it's just that's uh, just interesting Liv, mm-hmm. your thoughts on mother Talzin? 
Well, I think obviously she, you know, knows things about the force that Palpatine doesn't. She has these powers that we've seen in these arcs, but she's also very self-assured um, in a way that like some of his other opponents aren't. There was one line and I forgot to write it down, but right before she like plops Dooku's little voodoo doll in her cauldron, she yeah. said something about don't mess with the witches. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, like she's powerful and she knows it. Um, and and Palpatine should be scared. Yeah, absolutely. Hannah? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh. I just forgot. Did did she give Dracula vibes to anyone else? Her stupid uh, the accent? Uh sometimes I feel like a whole Hansel and Gretel type of vibe. Oh, like yeah. Yeah. Like the witch from that. Yeah. Yeah, she gives off old Hansel and Gretel, you know? It it is it's quite interesting. You know what I mean? But um Hannah, your thought. Yeah. Um I think what really makes her like the reason why Dooku and Palpatine are so afraid of her is truly that she can't be controlled and um Liv touched on this a little bit, but she she has her own agenda, she has her own like ideas about what she wants to do. And she can't be controlled and knows more about the force and has magic on her side that they don't really know how to manipulate to their abilities. They don't know how to manipulate her and that makes her a threat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, and just seeing Dooku in the state that he's in is very, very powerful because it's like he's, he's, he's at this point, he's not touchable. Like nobody can get him. People have tried to assassinate him, and it's ne- and it's never worked at this up until this point. And to see him at the at the brink of death is very telling, and that's why I think Palpatine is afraid because witchcraft is different. The the what what Mother Talzin uses is like Meg was saying. It's not really. It's it's a little bit of force ability, but it's more of just witchcraft and in in having that witchcraft in star wars i think is so fascinating because i think it would i think it heightens that witchcraft it makes it the force is able to give them more abilities to do things like like obviously use a voodoo doll and yeah their galaxy away their magics yeah yeah it's 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 absolutely insane what they can do and to think that if mother tells them would have survived here Here's another off the wall question: Would Mother of Mother Talzin have joined up with the rebellion, or do you think she would have just stayed on her own? I think she would have just I been independent. Yeah, because <laughs> I mean, if the fight for the empire, I will not. I yeah, will it, stay here and yeah. resurrect the Night Sister Army. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, if you think about it, Dathom, if they would have left her alive, though. She would have been a headache. Marin has informed me. Yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> Why am I ab- doing this? I don't know because <laughs> because she's got like that wavy like outfit. She's just she's extra, which is great. I absolutely love it. Um, but it's it's it is just incredible. Like if they if they if she would have survived, it would have made Palpatine invaders like dominance like so much harder. Yeah, and just how powerful she is. 
and what happens in this episode foreshadows the son of dathomir comics comic book series Yes. Um, with uh, yes, Dooku, Maul, Grievous, and Mother Talzin on Dathomir, and it's it's a very fun read. If you haven't read it, uh, go ahead and do that because it's like it tells a, a, a more. It's different. Uh, instead of Ventress, we have Maul, and Maul and the Shadow Collective do a lot more on Dathomir, and it's it's funny to see how Maul is in so much control over Dooku and Grievous in that series, and I think it's just. Very interesting. Well, and that was supposed to be an arc of the Clone Wars, yes. along with along with Dark Disciple. So along with just... the uh, the Utapau thing too, with uh, the campfire and Anakin and Obi Wan. Oh, I yeah, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, did I miss anybody? We just got to talking. Has nobody? Has everybody answered the question? I think you did. Okay, good. All right. Um, so let's go to the chat. Alanis likes the fact that Meg is going into Thrawn. Trust me, she is one of the biggest Thrawn stands. But I will say, I will say that she has brotherhood over all of the Thrawn books that have come out and over Master and Apprentice. Which, oh, Master and Apprentice is so good. Yes. So good. Yes. So brotherhood is it, it, master it, and apprentice was the first star wars book that i ever ever read and really I, like I, i'm so glad that i started with that starting with claudia gray is not yeah. bad and dooku all. like anything with a little bit of dooku and you know his past and all of that is just You'll, you you would like Dooku's du- very underrated have you I, read yeah, uh can... have you read dooku jedi lost, jedi lost by kevin scott i haven't I was going to read that first, but then I went to Barnes & Noble and they didn't have it. They had Master and Apprentice. And I was like, all right, guess I'm getting this. Yeah. No, guess yeah. this is what I'm reading. Yeah. Uh, Ven says Mother Talzin and Marin are, are the uh, the Wandas of Star Wars. I mean, that's, that's true. Um, uh, Element 7 or Diet in the Force every Saturday, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, Aw, Pep called me beautiful. <laughs> he definitely wasn't talking about us because we're both ugly compared to the I know other, yeah the others yeah. here I'm not even gonna try to hide it um I've got the whole ratchet obi-wan look right now so I'm just trying to work on that yeah and I got uh, my mustache which I, I think it looks pretty good uh, dude I we're not gonna talk about this right now like every single time I have to look at your face it's just like god damn it I just want to yeah Hey Luke, you can deck me in the face at celebration. It's fun. no, I'm not gonna deck you in celebration. <laughs> I'll probably just give you a big old bear hug if I'm gonna be honest. Well, not if I um, give you a bear hug first. No, don't make this a competition right now, please. <laughs> I'm gonna hug you harder. <laughs> okay, all right, you've taken it way too far now. Uh, yes, I am exposing you, Alanis. Sorry, it, that's just the way this goes. Uh, she agrees with Meg that starting with uh, Master Apprentice that used to be her number one book, and then Brotherhood jumped it so and i yeah. kind of agree getting a lot more qui-gon is what i i, I want to see more qui-gon in 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 more content yeah that, that that's the thing that i would recommend people that haven't read uh any of the new canon books i'm like you either start with a book that really connects with your favorite character or connect with a book that dives deep into the trilogy that you really love if you love the prequels read master and apprentice you can read dooku jedi lost you can read dark disciple brotherhood you can read brotherhood yeah yeah. you can read all that kind of stuff but it's like if it's ot lost stars you got um you got the you got catalyst i mean catalyst is a prequel book but it dives into rogue one oh Uh, you can it's like all that stuff it's like you have a favorite trilogy read more about it because it just makes it even better yep absolutely and it adheres uh, to your liking 
Yep. Char, Gilbert Goffrey. <laughs> Come on. See, there's someone downstairs on a phone call. So, I mean, and the only way that I can make this effective is if I yell. So, Okay. Like... All right. All right. So, I will give you a pass. So, unless you want me to do a half-ass one. No, 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 no. We'll, we'll, we'll show them that exactly. after, after we're done here. Okay. We'll, 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 Thank we'll, you. I, I won't. I, I won't hurt you because there's a there's somebody on the phone and we don't want to get people mad. So because I because I I would I would not be oh, holding back to say that oh, my wait hold on we might erupts my house. Wait hold on, I could probably pull up the the video that you gave me. But, but, but before uh, that, after after before that okay. I'll read I'll read this okay. one in the regular voice. But you okay. but once I'm done with this, you can show them the. I, I will I will we'll do it after. Sorry, I'm getting after so the episode or after the summary after the episode. Okay, okay, yeah. Anyways, so season four, episode twenty, bounty, abandoned after an assassination attempt by his forsaken apprentice Asajj Ventress. Count Dooku launches a brutal counterattack against the Night Sisters. I thought I was reading the wrong one for a second. Massacring <laughs> the entire clan, forced into exile, v Ventress wanders far into the Outer Rim among the castaways and vagabonds on, of the galaxy, seeking her new life that was foretold by Mother Talzin. Oh yeah, that's yep, yeah. I I completely forgot that Mother Talzin had like said something to her at the end, which is interesting because you know Mother Talzin. Seems to be looking out for Ventress, which is interesting. Um, so I forgot to do the moral of the first episode. It says, one must let go of the path to hold on to the future, which is very compelling, compelling in the first episode. Now, in the second episode, the moral is, who, are, uh, who we are never changes. Who we think we are does. So thinking of that, uh, we see an older Boba Fett in this episode. Uh, how has he grown as a leader and a person? How do you think he views the galaxy at this point in his life? Live, well, go not, first. Not, not older to Ventress, of course. <laughs> well, duh, but we're talking about us. But audience, go ahead, Liv. Um, it's been a minute since I've seen the arc with, with him, um, like with the clone cadets. But I felt like he was really angry in that arc and just, like, angry at everything. And he seems a bit more like, I don't know. He's got it more together. And he's yeah, working he's like, with other people now. Um, and we're starting to see him, like, evolve into the Boba that we kind of are more familiar with. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I think he's more calm, cool, and collected here, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, because in that yeah. arc that you mentioned, he's he's seeking revenge. That's yeah. really what he's there for. But in this one, he's very he's very um, laid back, and he's like, "Let's think about this plan, and uh, let's just get this job done." Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Meg, your thoughts? Um. Well, I think that he he's obviously he's grown a little bit, and with the help of I think obviously he's around older people older bounty hunters, people to kind of, you know, show him the ropes. And I think he, he's obviously learned from that. And I think that he has probably obviously taken his anger um, and pain and kind of shifted that towards, you know, making him a, a better person, better bounty hunter. And like Liv said, the person that he, you know, we come to know. So. 
No, yeah, absolutely. And Hannah? Um, yeah, I think at this point we see a much more level-headed Boba Fett as compared to the past, that he's a lot more thinking through his actions. Um, he's got the confidence of a leader and a little bit more of the experience to go along with that because the last time we see him, he kind of thinks like, oh, I'm Boba Fett, I can do whatever I want and gets kind of put in his place a little bit. Um, but I think at this point, he's got a lot more confidence that's backed by experience. Um, yeah. No, yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, with with age comes experience. Um, and especially for that arc that we were talking about within, what, season three? Is it season three or season two? I think it's season for two. For the Boba Fett arc? Yeah, it's the end of season it's, it's, two. It's the last arc of season two. Yeah, last arc of season two. Mm -hmm. uh, it's interesting to see in that arc because he's very connected to the clones. Like, he he's very hesitant to, to pull the draw. Um, so it kind you kind of can see the consistency of where he's he's at the point where we're closer to in the original trilogy than what he is from that arc. So you can kind of see the character development. He's been in jail. He's been he's been through hell, uh, and 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 it's and it really shows because he does take on that leader role. And obviously he's got Bosk, but there's nothing, no real harm coming. You know what I mean? Uh, but, um, yeah, Char, your thoughts since you are the Boba Fett stand here. Yeah. I mean, I, I loved his personality and, and whenever Ventress tried talking to him, he was like, who, who, who do you think you are? Who are you talking to? Uh, who do you think you're talking to? And I love that his, his growth is not sudden where it's like, um, he's ready to wear the armor. I'm about to, that's one of my facts that I'll dive into later. But I love his portrayal of his character in this episode is because he's still young, but he's showing progression because at this point in time, he's. Twelve years old, 13 years old. And it's like. It's crazy to see his progression being that young and in charge of all these bounty hunters, like he's the leader of Crate's Claw, which is the name of the group. And they're just, they're just getting jobs done, and I don't know. No, yeah, cool. absolutely. What were your guys' thoughts on the on the on the on the droid? The droid was really menacing. Oh yeah, right. Kind of scary. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. think about that. I always talk about how the separatists. How long was Neil Armstrong actually on the moon? When did Europe start speaking English? Did Marco Polo really go to China? Curiosity Stream is the streaming service for all things history, plus science, wildlife, and more. What's the real story behind the Mona Lisa? We've got that. What caused the collapse of Rome? We know. Where did we find mankind's earliest ancestor? Come find out. For the holidays, get the gift of curiosity with 25% off gift cards for your curious cohorts. It's holiday shopping season at curiositystream.com slash gift. Boss is here! Military parents never miss a beat, and neither does the Johns Hopkins U.S. Family Health Plan. Built for every warrior in your family, with more than 40 years of service to military families, TRICARE Prime Benefits plus exclusive extras. Learn more at warriorsathome.com. Did not put enough money into these they they added these b1 battle droids yes they're funny they they are like they are good for numbers but let's get more tactical droids yeah. in here like come on like the, well, the tactical is... droid there, there are tactical droids but yeah they're like, but they're not sending reinforcements 
Yeah, but I mean like B2s, B2s. But and... here's the thing. So High Singer, see the reason why Droid battled uh, bounty hunters like IG IG88 and IG11, um, because they're rogue. <laughs> you can't control them. That's true. Because I mean, if the Separatists were to control them, would you see their full potential? That's the thing. Eh, you know, maybe. If 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 Heisinger just pulled up and started just doing IG eleven like out in like the very like second episode <laughs> of the Mandalorian where he just yeah. starts spinning around blasting people, I think it would. Mm, I don't think it would fit well. Oh, interesting, interesting thought. Uh, Char, go ahead and ask the the next question. All right. So the second question of the second episode is: Ventress shows her true morality within this episode. What does this say about her growth as a character? Had she found the girl at any different point in her life, do you think that the outcome would still be the same? The girl, as in her uh, pluma, the one that's in the yeah, little treasure chest. Yeah, I don't which know how is she gets oxygen, weird as but... hell. This yeah. whole concept is weird as hell to me. Just I think strange. that it almost, um, almost kind of foreshadows when she goes to help Ahsoka a little bit. Ooh. Like Ahsoka's, you know, lost at that point and. I mean, you know, she's not she's not been taken or it's not it's not a job or anything like that. But I think that Ventress sees this girl and then, you know, obviously later on she sees Ahsoka alone, whatever. And she realizes like, oh, you know, being bad and doing all this doesn't doesn't always, um, you know, fulfill my my needs and and who I want to be. And, um, you know, I think that if she would have found that girl as it when she was a Jedi, I think that she would have done the same thing. I think that she would have. I think she would have saved her. I think think she would have gone with the job, obviously. But I think that mm. if she would have been doing this job as uh, before she became one with the bounty hunter, I think that she would have. Uh, I don't think that she would have. Would have. Uh, I think she would have gone through with the job. Like I think that she would have just gone through with the job completely, and then yeah. you know not saved her or helped her. So I think that it again shows her growth and shows her character and how she's changed and the things in her past have kind of shaped her and makes her choices for her so yeah anyone want to piggy piggyback off that yeah um i will say that i agree that i think she had to be at this certain point in her life for her to release the girl as she did like i think um whenever i think of ventress like truly my first thought is about agency and the fact that like she is now on her own path um and I think for her to not go through with the job, she needed to be at this point where she was on her own path and recognized that like she is now free of herself and recognized like her own pains of the past. Um, and that like now she doesn't have a master and she can do what she wants. Um, and having to go through those things first before she is able to get to the point where she doesn't go through with the job to give somebody else agency to let somebody else go on their own path that's very true that's that's, mm-hmm. that's very very true um Liv? um yeah i agree with what hannah said we're seeing her make her own decisions and um being her own uh person now no oh, yeah absolutely and and kenny uh darth man 86 makes a good point it shows uh, that she has compassion. Outside of the Sith, she will always help sisters, even if they are not one of her own kind. Her own, yeah. I think that's what he's trying to say. His name uh, is Kenny. 
Yeah, that's Starman eighty six. My my little uh, my little South Park self kind of. I was just I was like that was the first thing that popped metal school. So oh, oh man, you poor or you poor unfortunate souls. Anyway, um, so I it's very interesting to see because a lot happens in this episode, and you do get to see Ventress take a path that, like y'all said. It, it wouldn't have been possible in the first couple of seasons of the Clone Wars, because she is so dedicated to Dooku. She's so dedicated to the Night Sisters. Now that she is on her own, she has her own perspective, and she 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 always known right from wrong. Now she has the ability to make that decision for herself, which I feel like is very very important for her, especially when you go down the line in in later episodes of the Clone Wars with. Her involvement, and then also in Dark Disciple, um, as well. Char, uh, your thoughts? Oh, is that what was Oh yeah. Um, like um, it's just Ventress as a character is different because, like Luke just mentioned, Dark Disciple. Her character in Dark Disciple is vastly different than what we see in this arc. You see her as, um someone i don't want to give away spoilers yeah I feel like i don't want to talk without giving away spoilers but i think at this point in time she's figuring out what to do on her own and what is best for her rather than following a command by another person which she spent the majority of her life taking orders from dooku and it's just i find it so cool that she was willing to see pluma the girl in the the treasure chest and um and she was able to understand her point of view and be like, hey, I was taken. I was I I did not want this. I was taken and I was put in this position. And obviously her origin story with her getting taken from pirates, as um, I believe Meg said earlier. And she was taken by. Uh, why am I forgetting? Why, why am I? Uh, oh, Kyneric. His, his name is Kyneric, the Jedi Master Kyneric. Yeah. And then watching. Like the, the her whole path to where she is now, she's <clears throat> recollecting that and understanding like I can be more than just my lightsabers, and I'm glad that she's finally coming to that point, and it's yeah. just awesome to see. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so for the last question of the arc, uh, while this arc is going on, the Clone Wars is still happening. What does this say about the state of the galaxy, especially with the Jedi being spread so thin? Um, well, I think it shows us that, you know, bounty hunter activity and crime, like, you know, kidnapping is happening and it's running rampant and, you know, everything is spread so thin so it can't be prevented. And also things like the massacre on uh, Dathomir hasn't been noticed. So a lot of things are just, going under the radar right now and a lot of really messy things are happening yeah it's not like you have it's not like you have the jedi from the high republic where there is no conflict besides the nihil and even before the nihil they the, all these they had these abundancy of 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 resources but as you read in brotherhood they're putting they're knighting padawans at a very fast rate even when they're not ready yeah, this is that's in the beginning of the book too. Yeah. It's just just to get more Jedi into the war. Yeah, it's it's it, it's just very unfortunate to see where the Jedi and where they end up where obviously their downfall is is that they are they do join in 
And you see the whole galaxy suffer because they are so involved in this war. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll go to Meg. Me? Yep. Um, I agree. It's so funny that you, um, Liv said you're running rampant because it's literally the exact word I put in my notes was like, yeah, yeah that, 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 you know, everybody was just running rampant, the bad guys, the separatists, the, on Dathomir, you know, this thing has gone unnoticed and how many other things are being unnoticed and just, you know, getting, um, you know, people are getting away with things that they probably normally wouldn't get away with. And, you know, with the Jedi obviously spread very thin, the galaxy is just in disarray and just not in a good state. And with the Jedi being so involved in a lot of these different, you know, happenings, it's, it's showing that they, they can't do it all. And mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Hannah, your thoughts? Um, I think you both summed it up great because literally in my notes, running rampant and disarray are <laughs> my key words in there. Um, so I think with the Jedi spread so thin, bad things are able to occur. Um, and there's not much we can do about it. And there's no one really seen the effects of how, like, the aftermath of all these bad things occurring. It's just kind of spiraling downhill and... The Jedi are away. There's nothing we can really do about it. Um, but yeah, I think you both summed it up great. No, yeah, and and Element makes a good point. Uh, we see in the Clone Wars the the nurturing some relations with crime with crime families, such as the Huts, uh, especially during the Clone Wars movie. That's the only way that they are able to get uh, trade routes and and supplies in their in their uh, forces through is by um, having relations with with the Huts, which had been done since the High Republic. Um, at one point, the Jedi do end up uh, joining up with the Huts for the first time ever, uh, which is interesting. Well, so the, it, the Outer Rim, I'd say. Yeah, as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and it's just it, it, and you can clearly see that in the next arc or the next. Well, not even the next arc. The Maul's Ascension arc to Mandalore. In particular, mm-hmm. um, because he's able to become a threat and get the ki- crime lords to all follow him. And just to think that if the Jedi wouldn't have been so into the war part of it, they might have been able to stop all of that from happening. And I think that's very, very important to see where, especially when Yoda talks to Ezra in Rebels, he says the Jedi were, were, we were wrong. In, in joining in on this fight. And he admits that later on. And it's very, very compelling that, that, that some of the Jedi do think like that. And it's, and that's also in brotherhood as well. That gets brought up. So, um, well, and also an empire strikes back when yeah, Yoda says empire, wars, yeah. not make one great. Yeah. Yeah, like... absolutely. Um, but yeah, that is going to be it for recapping this arc. Uh, Char, Three interesting facts. I will hit you with these three interesting facts. All right. <clears throat> three interesting facts about a certain Clone Wars arc that you didn't know about until now. Part 27, the Asajj Ventress arc edition. Fact one, like master, like apprentice. Dooku's order to Grievous wiped the witches out. All of them. Closely echoes Darth Sidious's command prior to the Battle of Naboo. Wipe them, them out. out. All, All of them. them. 
Fact two, Dengar's armor. The episode features a young Dengar voiced by Simon Pegg, who also voices Uncar Plutt in The Force Awakens. Um, Dengar is seen in his prime in relatively in- intact armor, suggesting that time has passed when his armor um, was not really decayed as it was in The Empire Strikes Back. Uh, in fact, three, uh, the reason for Boba Fett's outfit. We decided not to put Boba Fett in his iconic Mandalorian armor in this episode, explains Dave Filoni. Rather than use his father's armor, we would still be a tad big, which would still be a tad big for him. We gave him his own unique helmet and armor. It's a step towards who he will become, but to get to the final famous look from classic films, he would need to get some help. And there you have it. Those are the three interesting facts about the Asajj Ventress arc. All right. Those are some good, good uh, facts there, Char. You always come pretty prepared. Yeah, uh, unless uh, unless Malik comes and uh, eradicates <laughs> one of the three. Yeah, yeah. And then you got to scramble. But that hardly yeah. happens anymore. Yeah. All right. So now we are going to rank the episode Youngling Bad, Padawan Okay, Jedi Knight Good, Jedi Master Great, and Grandmaster Chef's Kiss. So uh, we, how many Grandmasters have we gotten? Five? Five. We have we've, the, had three, we've, had we've had three in a row that have been Grandmaster. Yes. Starting so had, with... We had Mortis. We yes. had... We had... Um, Umbara. Um, we had Umbar. We had our most recent arc, uh, the Obi Wan bounty hunter arc. That was our third one. We had um, the Pursuit of Peace and um, Senate Murders, which was the Padme arc. That was our fourth. And what yep. was our fifth one? I think there was one in season. I think the Geonosis one. No, it was not Geonosis. No, it wasn't Geonosis. Um, I can't remember. There's been so many up. We're on 45 episodes of this, and I yeah, still can't remember all the rankings. Know. It's it's hard. But um, well, maybe we need to pull up a. a, a we need a to start keeping track of that. You yeah. know, you think we we should, but we don't. Um, yeah. But let's start with one of the rookies. Uh, let let's let's start with Meg. What's your ranking of this arc? I should I do each episode individually, or I'm going giving the whole arc. Uh, yeah, the arc as a whole. Arc as a whole. I'm gonna do. Let's do Jedi Master. Um, because okay. we are showing more in depth um, of the Night Sisters and Boba Fett, and we're getting you know insights on things that we wouldn't see if there wasn't a Clone Wars arc about it. So, yeah. uh, Zygerian slaves. Yeah, that's Zygerian right. was that's the okay. other one. Yeah, Zygerian, and that was also a really I really really enjoyed that one as well, especially after Umbara. It's it's just it's just great. Um, uh, Hannah, your thoughts. I'm also going to go Jedi Master. Um, okay. I think it was great giving a lot of character insight into Ventress. Um, yeah, I think it was great. There you go. We got two two agreeing. Liv? All right. I'm actually going to give it a Grandmaster. Oh. Because I'm, I'm a sucker for Ventress, and I love seeing character development. But we also got zombies, and I'm a sucker for zombies. So... <laughs> All right, Char. I'm gonna go give this one a Jedi Master. I love more Ventress continuity. I think Ventress, in my opinion, is the most underrated Star Wars character, and I've said this many times too. I actually re- replied to a tweet today saying, uh, 
who the most underrated character was and was Asajj Ventress. Yeah, it's funny get... that you did that. I was like, we were talking about her today. So that's, yeah. that's good, good yeah. job. And we get more Dooku. We get Grievous. Yuck. Yep. Um, and we get Boba Fett. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I um, think the which Boba also Fett helps. was the Boba Fett was the 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 cherry on on the top right there for sure. I am always happy for Boba Fett, and yeah. like you know, like what Liv said, we get zombies too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think this is a master arc. I just think I love seeing how Asajj Ventress's character is set up throughout the remainder of the show and in Dark Disciple. So absolutely, yeah, I give it a Jedi Master. I'm gonna give it a Jedi Master. Uh, is great. Uh, I, I really do like the witch part, the witchcraft, and how it feeds into like the force abilities that that they they are able to use. I think that's amazing. Uh, everybody in the chat, let me know. Let us know what is your guys's rankings, and if we get them through, uh, after we get done with Star Wars news, we'll go over them. Uh, but I would say it's 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 culminating. We didn't if I if one of the other one uh, other guess would have said grandmaster i would it would have been our sixth grandmaster uh but it's 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 good to have to keep it you know keep it a little grounded we can't always give out a grandmaster you know uh but yeah char let's get into star wars news All right. So, if you guys haven't noticed, there's a little show called Obi Wan Kenobi coming out next Friday. That is a pretty little show. I'm excited for it, though. You know, very good show that one of us is going to be trying to look like at Star Wars Celebration when uh, he meets Ewan McGregor. Uh, it, it's 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 That's gonna him, be. By the way. That's it, it is me, but I it's it's I I just want to ask. Uh, we'll start with the rookies because it looks like, yeah. Well, we lost Liv. She'll be back. <laughs> she will be back. This happens at least once every podcast, so it's it's not new to the new people. But um, what are your guys' thoughts on the marketing, like what they're pushing right now? Like, what are your thoughts from hearing you and talk and Hayden talk? And even Moses talks some uh, about her character. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on the uh, press tour that they're doing? I'm excited. I love it. Everything they do, um, I think it's very nostalgic and getting me back into it. And I'm just so excited. Every new thing they come out with, I'm like, yes, 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 more and more and more. No, oh, yeah, it, it's it it gets me really excited because you get to hear you and say, oh, well, I didn't. I didn't really after the prequels I didn't really pay attention I didn't it was not fun for me and then he meets the age group that those movies were made for and it's changed him and Hayden's perspective on those movies and he it really gets them back into doing it's just I I'm so excited I've wanted this project since they announced that it was that it was a thing that they were thinking of. It was a rumor, even from when Disney bought Lucasfilm. Yeah. They, that it was always. It started out as a movie. Then yep. they they had a director. Then they changed it uh, due to circumstances, and it now it's a Disney Plus show. And I think it's perfect. 
I, I would have rather it seen as a Disney Plus show six six hours. Hopefully, every episode is an hour long, because if it's not, I think it's supposed to be. I think so. Something I don't know like why that. or where I I've seen or heard that, but I believe it's supposed to be like an hour each. Like it's like a six hour event, you know, like kind of thing. It 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 should be. Do you don't okay. have you don't tease us with Obi Wan and Anakin slash Darth Vader and not Hayden. give me hour and not give me hour hour long episodes. Which Hayden, I think, because Luke, you're you're mentioning Ewan McGregor coming back. Hayden was he? It was a even bigger deal. Yeah, like he took ten years off of the film industry because once the prequels yeah. were done. He saw how much his character and the movies were disliked. So he took a 10-year break. That's a decade off of the away from the film industry. Yeah. And now he's back playing Star Wars. We should be thanking our Lord and we Savior should that be, he's back. We should be getting on our knees and just just thanking just thanking the makers that they, they were able to pull he has, this off. He, has, he didn't have a reason to come back. No. But knowing how much the prequels are received today gave him that motivation to come back and play the character one more time or more times in Ahsoka and other productions. But I think he's going to be in Ahsoka. I just think that there's too many signs pointing to it, especially with this Vanity Fair. I think that they're going to yeah. put out another one and it's going to have, you know, because like I was just too perfect, too perfect. I, mm -hmm. I think that also Hayden deeping like both of them, Deeping dive, they 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 dove deep into these characters. Rebels, Hayden watched, uh, yeah, Hayden specifically watched yeah. all of the movies and Clone Wars and Rebels, like, and that's huge. Rebels makes me think like, yeah, he's gonna be in a so like that just makes me feel oh, like, well, he's yeah, he's, he's I, analyzing Vader. He's analyzing yeah. Vader, and and the other thing is is that he gets to see the development of what what he was in Attack of the Clones, and then they he gets to see Matt Lanter. And I I arguably think that some people see Matt Lanter's Anakin Skywalker and Hayden Christensen's Skywalker, Anakin Skywalker different. I think they are more similar. It, it, it It's so similar because I feel like Dave was trying to get some of these actors to not act like Hayden or Ewan, but to have the same mannerisms. Yeah. And and I, 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 when people say, oh, I don't think uh, I I I think Matt Lanter is better Anakin Skywalker, and it's like, well, yeah, you would think that because he has more more screen time, you right. know, and and it's exactly. Yeah. But uh, Liv, what are your thoughts on the press tour? Um, I mean, I'm really excited. Um, I've loved seeing all the interviews and everything. Um, I haven't watched all of them. I feel like there's been a lot that's come out. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um. But it's just so exciting. And like you all said, it's great to see them talking about it um, and how excited they are to be back in their roles. So, No, yeah, it's just I can't I can't stop talking about like how how important I, this is going to be the biggest Disney Plus show. <laughs> and that's including Marvel. Yeah, because Marvel's done a really good job with their with all of their shows. But I just feel like, yes, The Mandalorian is still like great. But you're bringing back two beloved characters, and you're having their story play out in the way it's going. That the, not the way I think it's going to, but I, I, the way it's it's done, and the way that Deborah Chow has directed all of her um, uh, episodes Mandalorian. of Mandalorian, just mm -hmm. she knocks it out of the park. And I have every faith 
that they're going to do this justice mm-hmm. because they have some people just don't want to get on the train of bosses here military parents never miss a beat and neither does the johns hopkins u.s family health plan built for every warrior in your family with more than 40 years of service to military families tricare prime benefits plus exclusive extras learn more at warriorsathome.com here in key west we were out before it was in in this open and inclusive paradise you can be yourself make new friends and savor our live and let live vibe with LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Disney, Lucasfilm. Disney is, this is the best thing that's ever happened to Star Wars is Disney buying. If we didn't have Disney, Lucasfilm, we probably would not have, we wouldn't have Nearly as much. No, as we wouldn't have any of this. No, yeah, we wouldn't we have any. People are just so. People yeah. are ungrateful. They're just, just like it for what it is. For the most content. part, like just enjoy it. Like, come on. Yeah. Have your yeah, opinions and give them, George but Lucas, don't be a hater. George, George Lucas had an idea for a sequel trilogy, but he never intended on making it. No, he never intended no. to. No, he no. said no. that years ago. We wouldn't have any of this. We wouldn't have a Boba Fett show. We wouldn't have. We wouldn't have Rebels. We wouldn't have Mando. All of this stuff. We wouldn't have season seven of the Clone Wars. None of this wouldn't nope. would have happened if it was just given to Disney, a company that has so much power, owns everything, and can easily get creators and it's... storytellers like John Favreau, yeah, and Deborah Chow and Rick Famuyiwa and uh, Bryce Dallas Howard and all of those people that have been involved with Star Wars because of Disney's ownership. It's it's incredible. It's incredible how uh, they just get the short end of the stick. Yeah, especially Kathleen Kennedy. Like, oh yeah, like it's it's just so it, it's so like I it's so funny because people on YouTube will be like, "Oh, these plot leaks are terrible," and it just makes me think. You think that they put out like not reliable, like they put out fake leaks just so that people can fucking talk shit, you know? It's so interesting to me, like, from a standpoint, it's like, you, 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 like, and think about this in the trailers. They didn't reveal much. And even now, with these clips that are coming out, they're not revealing much. There's no, there's no sense of what this show is going to be. We get, like, basic plot stuff. And it's like, okay, so, Obi-Wan's gonna be sad, dealing with a lot of PTSD. Always. And then we have... Because I really believe Vader's not going to show up until after, at towards the end of episode two. Because, I like, hope not. I hope because, shows up like, immediately. well, no, because here's the thing, though. First you clip. Don't, see, with, with Vader, you want to use him very sporadically. You don't want to yeah. throw him at us right away. You want those Inquisitors, you want the Grand Inquisitor to get a shot at Obi Wan. You want Reva to get a shot at Obi Wan. It's going to, that's going to happen first, for sure. Yeah. You want, you want them to, to get their shot, and when it fails, they bring in the big guns. You know, and yeah, and speaking exactly. of uh, Reva, Meg, I know that you've uh, been mentioning Fallen Order every every so often in the show. I was telling Luke my theory as to who Reva is, and I think that she is Seer's sister. Yeah. And I was like, wait, what if what if Seer had an apprentice that fell and became an Inquisitor? What if she also had a sister 
that was once a Jedi and then became an Inquisitor. I, I feel like I don't know. I feel like that would just build on like the the tragic side of her story. I could see how it. like everyone that she's loved became an Inquisitor or fell yeah. to the dark side. Yeah, I, I he, yeah, I that's, that's, that's just my theory. Question. No, that's a good question. What yeah. do you guys? What do you guys think of of Reba's character so far from what we've seen from the trailer? Third Rebo's sister. Is, yeah, the third sister. I'm excited. What? Oh, she's the third sister. Is that what she is? Third yes. Sister. Yes. Is there only? Two brothers, fifth brother, and or, how, there, there's a there's we haven't a, seen some of them, right? Like in comics yes. or in or others, like we have. Well, like there's, there's there's the the fifth brother. There's the sixth brother. Eighth brother. There's the eighth brother. The eighth brother is in. The, uh, there's the tenth brother. Yeah, there is a tenth brother. The eighth brother is in uh, Twilight of the Apprentice. Like, He's the one that is tracking comics, right? And the sixth. Yes. The sixth brother is the Inquisitor that Ahsoka defeats. Which she gets his crystals and purifies them to get her her white lightsabers. That's so. in us. Is that in the Ahsoka book or no? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say. I feel like I I read the Ahsoka book. I was like, I feel like that's where that's from. No. Yeah. Absolutely. Hannah, what are your thoughts on Reva? Um, I'm kind of don't have a ton of thoughts yet. I'm kind of leaving it open and letting my judgments form, kind of thing. Um, so I don't overly have a formed opinion. And you know what? That's not all. That's honestly not like, that's, that's, that's probably the best way to do it, <laughs> to be honest. Cause you like, we, we build these expectations for these things oh, and, yeah. and, and, and when they're not met, some people are upset about it. Whereas me personally, like I, I, I have expectations. My expectations for the show are sky high, but I'm not going to absolutely hate it if they don't go the direction that I think that they should do. Yeah. Because let's yeah. be real here. These, these creators, these, these writers, directors have been thinking about this story for so long. And they're, what they probably are going to put on screen is going to be 10 times better than what I thought of, yeah. you know? And yeah. you can't, you can't allow your own opinion or your own thoughts cloud what is on screen. You know, and yeah. the thing that gets me really excited is that Hayden has come out and said this these fights are going to feel more like prequel, which Ugh. has me a little worried. But it also really excites me because I don't think we're going to be seeing episode two uh, like I think we're going to see like a mixture And Harith Productions did say this. Um, this is what me and him have had long conversations about this series uh, host of They Fly Now. Uh, um he he wants and i'm kind of the same way i want the emotion uh the stakes of 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 the original trilogy the strength and the and the power of of the sequel trilogy like the emotion and see how ray and kylo's fight specifically in rise of skywalker is so like it's very much like it it, it takes them a while to get to places and stuff like that but i also want a little bit of the flashiness of the clone, uh, of the uh, the prequels um because this is 10 years after they're not at the point where they're in a new hope yet. So something has to happen between these two characters. And I, I just absolutely cannot wait to do a, like, it, we're going to be doing round tables, watch along reactions. Uh, we, we, when I say that it, when we did this for Boba Fett, I was excited but literally, I have. This is all I've been thinking about. And I don't and even we get think to I see... can record my reaction for this show because I'm just. Gonna oh, be like, it... 
I'm gonna be a blubbering mess. Nobody's everyone's gonna be like, what? Yeah. What is she even saying? It like, won't be coherent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, let's let's be real. Half of the reactions that we see online now aren't coherent. Go look. Go watch our reaction to the first trailer. My God, I was <gasps> I was co- I was incoherent. <laughs> The trailer was, was literally a minute and 20 seconds, and he cried after five I, seconds. Yeah. Yeah. After seeing Obi-Wan, and, and when he hear, when you hear Obi-Wan say, uh, um, uh, the fight is done, I was like, oh, <laughs> Jesus. God yeah, the, damn the it. The breathing and just like the one clip of him. Uh, I'm like, ah! <laughs> and that's, and that's and, and the way that they've used Vader specifically is just so great. You don't throw him at us immediately. Just I give think us that, a- that you're right. It's a per. It, it is. It's a perfect way to to because we've seen him. We, we we know who he is. We know how scary and intimidating he can be. We don't need him to come right into the to this and and be there. We know how he is. So yeah, that's yeah. Nervous. I, I'm I'm just really really excited and 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 I and hopefully we can get some of the folks on screen to maybe be on round tables, do reactions with us. It, it, it's it, it. We go crazy for this stuff. We'll get, we'll get up at the, the same amount of time, which, which makes me mad. Disney, come on, give us Friday. Star Wars, leave Wednesday for Marvel. Give us Friday for star Wars. I get it. Like, but like, this is a big event and, uh, char and I'm, well, well, those that are going to celebration, I have a feeling we are probably going to see the first episode before anybody else does. Mm-hmm. Because that panel, that uh, Thursday panel of the live action stuff, I think we're going to get Andor trailer. I think we're going to get news on uh, Acolyte. We're going to get stills from Ahsoka because they just started filming. Rosario Dawson Mm -hmm. might be there or she might do like a little call in thing. Um, And then maybe we'll get get something of Mando season three. Yeah, Mando season three. Hopefully. Um, And then. Bad batch. uh, I. Yeah, well, so Bad Batch is going to be on Sunday. So they have their own they have their own panel. I'm not going to celebration. I wish I was going. Yeah, I'm it, only on Friday. So Oh, you're you're going Friday. Awesome. Yeah. Sweet. Awesome, awesome. Luke and um, I will be there. Yeah, yeah, we'll be, <laughs> Well, yeah, that's that's when the uh I will be premiering the the Kenobi look. So y'all <laughs> if you see me don't 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 hesitate. Wave, whatever. I I might be looking a little like tired after meeting you, and because that'll drain <laughs> me. But yeah. And on Friday, um, I get to meet my good old buddy Tamara Morrison. Oh, yes. that's yeah, awesome. that's um, yeah. So I it, it Friday this the celebration is going to be fun. Uh, I'm so happy for um, every, everybody that's going. Yeah, everybody so should awesome. at least if you're a Star Wars fan, you should make that something that you would want to go to. I'm going. It I have is, it. In- I, in my plans for next year, 100%. I'm moving like in the, in the next like month. So it just like, it's like, there's just no, oh, yeah. Like, but no, absolutely. But I'm, I'm going to live no, vicariously yeah. through everybody else. So it's, it's perfect. Oh, yeah, exactly. Any money. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they'll be, and they'll be live streaming the, the whole convention. Yeah. So yeah. There, there, there's some I won't stuff get that you can get in my TikTok friends, but someday. Oh, someday you will. It, yeah, it, and it'll... um, at the end of um this celebration, we'll find out where the next one is. So maybe you could, you know, plan on coming next year. No, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, cause... I think I, I think I plan on that because I don't know. I, I need to go. I think the next one will probably be in Orlando. I hope yeah, so. the last one was be. in 2017. So 
Yeah, maybe. We'll see. Um, today marks the 17th anniversary of one of the best Star Wars films. And this is subjective because Char doesn't have it at, have it that high, but I it's my favorite Star Wars movie. Um, Revenge of the Sith came out 17 years ago today. What are your guys' thoughts? What were your first interactions with this movie in particular? Can you can you tell me the first time you saw this movie, either in the in theater theaters. or you did? I was nine or ten. Yeah, my dad yes. um, has taken me to see each uh prequel so i saw i was like i mean i don't even remember it i was like four when when phantom menace came out and then i was like seven or eight when attack of the clones came out and then i was you know Mm -hmm. nine or ten whenever revenge of the sith came out and i i can specifically remember seeing attack of the clones and revenge of the sith in theaters and you know even only being you know nine or ten years old i just i knew how big and how important this that that movie was and you know seeing Seeing Anakin obviously turn into Darth Vader, that was just you know even at nine or ten, I'm like, no way, this is crazy. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was my first, that was like my first memory of Revenge of the Sith. So, what's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. We made USAA insurance for veterans like James. When he found out how much USAA was helping members save, he said, It's time to switch. We'll help you find the right coverage at the right price. USAA. What you're made of, we're made for. Restrictions apply. Pretty cool for me. Yeah. Yeah. Lucky for you, Meg, because when you said the Phantom Menace, I didn't exist when the Phantom Menace came out. Oh my gosh. I know. I feel like everybody. Um, I'm not. Oh, I feel I'm not I'm not ancient, you know, but I'm 27. Mag, so Mag, a lot of people Mag, are same, same, okay, same, cool. I'm same. Age. So Everybody's like, a baby. I'm like, oh, my gosh, you guys yeah. are babies. Yeah, exactly. It's I like born in 2000. I, I remember. Me too. My hey. that's, that's I, I feel like there's like people are like, oh, I was born in 2007. And they're like, you know, like 15. And you're like, what the? No, what there's no you, way. Oh, God. It's like yeah. this isn't this isn't fair. This is and also okay. Luke. Speaking of Phantom Menace, why did you not add uh, the twenty third anniversary of the Phantom Menace on here? Uh, yeah, is it today too? Yeah, yeah, because Phantom Menace is great, but, but we're talking about the you, best movie. Sorry, that's subjective. But he also got. I like some, Phantom, give, Menace. Phantom, Menace Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace. Okay, so after reading the Queen's trilogy, it oh so movies, good. So those good. movies have ek. Have thank you. Yeah. Yeah. She but. Um, Hannah, what was your first interaction with Revenge of the Sith? Um, I don't remember is my easy answer because I was five years old when it came out. Um, and I like genuinely don't remember most of my first interactions with Star Wars because Mm -hmm. I was shown them at such a young age. They've just been, all the movies have just always been a part of me. Um, so I'm 
like pretty sure I saw it in theaters, but I don't remember. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I was Padme at one point for Halloween when I was really, really young. And I'm pretty sure it was that year, but like, I don't remember. So that's kind of cool though, yeah. that like you don't even remember where your love of Star Wars started because it started so young for you. That's awesome. Yeah, it was like genuinely I was born and was a Star Wars fan. Um, like I was shown them <laughs> so young. Um, my brother and I used to fight over, we had a disc set of the original trilogy and I would steal it. And that is one of my first memories of Star Wars. <laughs> your parent, Your parents did right. They had done right. <laughs> they had done right. You can thank mom and dad. Liv. All right. Well, I'm about to make you feel real old because oh, I go. think I was two when it came out. Damn. Um, Damn I don't remember old. my first time seeing it, but I remember my dad being like, okay, you have to cover your eyes when Anakin gets chopped up because you can't <laughs> watch that. And I remember being like, okay, dad, I'm totally not watching right now. Um so for some reason that really stuck out to me. Um, but I remember watching it again over quarantine when I really got into Star Wars and being like, oh my gosh, this is absolutely amazing. Yeah. Uh, Char, your first interaction was with Revenge of the Sith? You see, I'm with Hannah. I don't remember, but I remember my first ever like... Ever time seeing it? Remembrance from Revenge of the Sith was when I played the Lego Star Wars game, the first one. Oh, okay. And just remember that episode three was so fun. Yeah, yeah. Like, that it was is a my, fun. It's a. It fun. wasn't. It was an experience from the film, but it was an experience of the movie from an, another source. Yeah. You know, Dude. But I think the first time I ever watched Revenge of the Sith was like 2007, maybe. Yeah, so two years later. I I, I don't know, but I just remember when I was my first interaction was when I saw was when I saw Attack of the Clones by coincidence on TNT. They yep. were airing it before Revenge of the Sith came out. And I remember it because I always played with my Obi-Wan Jedi Starfighter. Yeah. And I was like, that's from Attack of the Clones. So that's how I remember it. Yeah, yeah, So, so my love of Star Wars uh, is because of my mom. And she took me and my sister to see Phantom Menace. So we had gone. It's kind of like a family thing. We always go to the Star Wars, new Star Wars film when it comes out. Well, mom wasn't going to be ready to go in time to see it like the first day. And me being nine, ten years old, like Meg, uh, I was like, I'm going. So I, my neighbors were going to the movie and they were like, oh, do you want to tag along? And I was like, yeah. And the mom, like the neighbor's mom was like, you have to tell your, you have to ask your mom. And I was like thinking to myself, my mom's not going to let me go. <laughs> but, oh, no. but like I, 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 I go, okay. And then I ran over, opened the door, like, like sat inside for like two minutes, opened the door back up closed the door, ran all the way over to my neighbor's house. And I was like, yeah, she's okay with me going oh. and seeing it. And literally that is the thing that I remember of Revenge of the Sith so well. Like it, the, just the, the, the scale, the first part of the film is a goddamn space battle. So being nine, 10 years old, that shit was amazing. Oh, yeah. Just and then the just the, the 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 lightsaber battles, the 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 suspense, the drama of, of that. It is arguably one of the most depressing Star Wars movies ever created. 
and the promotions around it too were nuts. I mean, they were everywhere. Taco Bell, Pizza Hut, McDonald, like everywhere yes. you went. Well, commercials. It was like everywhere you went, there was the Star Darth Wars. Vader Slurpee. <laughs> yeah. Really everywhere. No, yeah. Everything. It was well, like Meg, if you remember, I don't do were you a big gamer when you were a kid? Did you ever play yeah, a video I've games? always been, yeah. Okay. Okay. So so if you remember this, Revenge of the Sith, the Revenge, Revenge of the Sith video game came out two weeks before the damn movie came out. No way. I didn't know that. So yeah. people were like yeah, already having it spoiled for them, like through the yeah. Movie so I played the game and I kind of knew what was gonna happen, but it is different. It because, is, yeah. Because you do you do fight uh you do fight Mace's Anakin, which yes. didn't happen. No. Um uh y- you get to see more of what happens in the Jedi Temple, which some people want that on film. I would mm. rather not. Yeah. Unless they do it, unless they do it with the Grand Inquisitor. Like the Grand Inquisitor faces Anakin, hooded Anakin, and like gets bodied, and then he. And also, I remember playing him. that game as a kid too. That was yeah, one of my, yeah. And I mean, it's just it, it, and, and then Battlefront the Two came out a year. Yeah, the Battlefront Two came out the year before that. Luke, I just oh, imagine you God. when you were playing that game before the movie came out. You saw the alternative ending to the game where Anakin kills Obi Wan instead of vice versa, and you're like, you know what? That's gonna happen in the movie. No, it yeah, makes yeah, absolutely yeah. no sense, yeah, but nine, it'll happen. Nine, 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 nine-year-old me was like, "I like it, Picasso." <laughs> but um, yeah, and with that, that is going to be the end of this episode. Uh, I want to thank everybody here uh, on on screen and also in the chat. Um, We'll start with Meg. Where can the good people follow you on social media? Um, I'm most active on TikTok. So I would say TikTok. Um, and it's Meg Sky Renobi. Yeah. Absolutely. And thank you for coming on. It's so awesome to finally have you on. Can't wait yeah. to have you on for for some Rebels arcs, some Rebels episodes. Yes, please. I have four episodes left and I refuse to watch them because I know what happens and I'm not prepared for that yet. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 Rebels, Rebels is is a different animal. It's so gonna sad. be fun. Can't wait to start that and yeah. we're starting that in August. Nice. So I gotta, will, I'll get caught up. Yeah, we'll be we'll be Four definitely episodes. looking at that. Uh, Hannah, where can the good people follow you? I'm also most active on TikTok, so handshare on TikTok. Thank you for coming on, and we'll also again the same goes to you. If you guys ever want to come on for anything else, uh, Rebels, uh, Kenobi Roundtable, Watch Along, anything like that, uh, the door is always open for you, for you ladies. Um, and Luke, I love how you're preparing for Rebels, and we still have three more seasons of Clone Wars to get through. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I am. I, you know, I am. Got to be prepared. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Liv, real quick, show people your uh, your um, your shirt you're wearing. Oh yes. Uh, I'm wearing this one oh, that's uh, far, far, from far, away far, far, factories. far, far away factories. Yep. Far, far away factory. B underscore Dazzler. Yes. Um, go check out her stuff. Um, uh, she is currently going through uh, the brand uh, representatives right now. Um, but go check out her stuff. She has everything from Star Wars, Marvel, and DC. Um, she just did custom Air Jordan uh, Darth Vader shoes for me. 
that I will be wearing for uh, um, probably mo a lot of the time when I'm not in cosplay. But I will be wearing those shoes for a Vader uh, Galaxy's Edge bound on Wednesday. So go check out her shop on Etsy. But really go check out her website. That's where we can really help her out the most. Go check out her stuff. You won't regret it. Now, Liv, where can the good people follow you? You can follow me at Kyber Crystal Designs on TikTok and Instagram. Jar, where can the good people follow you? Thank you. Good people, you can find me on TikTok at J as well as Twitter, Instagram, and you can find me here at the Pod Ones Podcast every Thursday night to cover our Clone Wars rewatch. Next week, we'll be covering the Mall Ascension arc, and I am excited to do that. Actually, no. Yes, it'll, it'll, air. it'll air. It'll air on Thursday. It'll but air it on Thursday. We will, we will be in... We will be at Celebration, so we won't be able to do a live show, which is fine because That's we're going to be right. so busy doing a whole bunch of other things uh, with Celebration and obviously... The trivia tournament. Um, if you guys aren't following the trivia tournament, uh, the match between Element 7 and Star Wars Lawyer dropped yesterday. Um, also, on here, anybody still in the chat, go like, comment, subscribe. That would help the channel so much. We'd dearly appreciate it. Um, while we are at Celebration, we will, we will be doing the live roundtable for Episodes 1 and 2 of The Kenobi Show. It might be a little bit more relaxed, but we will have more details about that later on. Um, and we will also be uh, filming the the match, the championship match for the trivia tournament belt, uh, and that will come out probably the, probably the following week. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, Harith is dropping the semifinal match between Kier and Pat. Uh, we will drop that on Saturday. And then we will have the final between uh, the winners of those two matches. Uh, and that will come out on Wednesday. And then we will we'll, we'll move from there. Um, but you guys can follow uh, me on... Um, uh, man, now I just lost Twitter, where I was going. Instagram. All right. So, so TikTok, the Pod Once Podcast. Twitter, Pod Once Podcast. And on Instagram, the Pod Once Pod. Uh, thank you, everybody, for coming. Uh, that's going to be it for Light and for Life. We are all the Republic. And may the Force be with you. Always. See you guys. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.